Kobe taught us to be better. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walking, walking, talking the talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend, better fighter, better rider, better eater, mm -hmm. better leader, better generation, better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player, better shooter, better scorer, better goat. Yep, better goat, better mentor, mm -hmm. better minor, major, mover, shaker. Better skater, better artist. Yeah, better teacher, better preacher, better believer, better first, better future, better hero, again, better hero, better mother, yeah, better father, better father, better father, better father, better father, better me, better you, better us. Mamba out. Better. Forever. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. That's the Maybach music. You trash! You not hooping! You're listening to the sports show. The sports desk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk, episode 94. Me and Black are almost at 100 episodes. That is wild to think about, but we're not there yet. We're right here at 94. We hope everyone's doing well. I'm your man one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists, Dedrick L. Higgs Jr. And remember, folks, that I am here to give it to you raw. And uncut. And this your man Black. We back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So excited to be back. We have a lot, a lot to cover. We had the NFL playoffs kick off this past weekend. We have the national championship game with Ohio State and Alabama happening right now as we're recording. So y'all hear us go back and forth uh, as the title game gets ready to kick off. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA. We're going to talk Lakers. We're going to talk... Um, Kyrie Irving. We're going to talk just around the association, and uh, we're, of course we're going to preview uh the most exciting weekend of football, as they call it, the division around that'll take place uh next week, and so much more that we're going to get into. But before we get started, man, Black, I guess I got to clarify some things. Um, <laughs> last week, ironically, right as we were wrapping up uh episode ninety three with our college football. Correspondent Cedric Farr, shout out Tyrone Koppel out there. Um, I was just saying how, you know, and hear me here, hear me. I was saying, why does Steph Curry get a all oh, Steph? We feel bad for you. But LeBron James got he the king, he the king, he the best player ever. He should be tore down LeBron James did when he didn't uh win titles with Matthew Della Badova and Iman Shumpert. 
as his best players besides him. I just said, why is Steph Curry getting a pass? Because he doesn't have Durant next to him. He doesn't have Clay next to him. He has to, to work around the talent that he has. And then, boom, Steph Curry dropped 63 points on me. <laughs> and I said, wow, maybe somebody shot Steph Curry at a sports desk. And maybe he heard us talking a little bit about him. But it didn't stop there, Black. Tyrone Coppola, I blame you for this. You go out here and you at me and you get the sports world all riled up to come at me like I was disrespecting Steph Curry. And I was not. I didn't say Steph Curry wasn't elite. I, for one, said Steph Curry was a top five player coming into this NBA season. And for what it's worth, he started off slow, but he's cooking. He's cooking again. Chef Curry, as they call him. But folks, stop tweeting me. Stop texting me like I disrespected Curry. I did not. I was just wondering why it's all oh, Steph Curry, but cast down the king when it came to LeBron James. So I just wanted to clarify those things. Black, you got anything to add to that, my guy? Well, uh, it's kind of ironic that that happened. You know, it that is. he it just is. he just went off the way he did. But like people got to understand, like you said, we wasn't down in Steph Curry. We were just saying he's nah. not looked up under the same microscope as LeBron James. Which is true. And 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 but we are, we can easily put him on the same level right. with LeBron James. So it's a it's a it's a double edged sword right there. You don't want to <clears throat> you don't want him to. Uh, take all the blame when his team is trash, but when LeBron doesn't succeed, he gets bashed. He gets bashed. So Heavily. it's 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 crazy that they came at you like that, bro. I'm Yo. sorry that had to go down. And, it's Cedric Farmer. You know, it's it, it's cool. It is. It's sad. I understand him. It's you cool. know, you know he he chopping at the bit right now because he it's a bad sour taste in his mouth for sure. So any anything he can get. You know, he go he going for it. Right, right, right. right. So it's cool though, man. We love you, man. We love you, Cedric Farr. Yeah, AKA, shout out uh, yeah, shout out Koffel. <laughs> but yeah, man, um I Steph, uh, we spoke you spoke on it, but Steph doing his thing, man. Like he 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 cooking right now. And in, 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 in my eyes, in particular, he might be the favorite to win the MVP he right now. Be. In I mean, my eyes, be. you know, some people be. may see different, but He's uh seems like he's separating himself now. And he seems like he's he knows he got to take over things now. So so yeah, man, it's just it's just bad timing, D. That's all. It's who who would have knew that he would have dropped sixty three on the night we dropped the show. I loved bro. it actually. I loved it actually. <laughs> I actually didn't have a problem with. It. I love it. So I'm glad I'm glad to see because I'm a fan of Steph Curry. So I'm glad he's doing his thing out there. All right, man, we're going to transition to our Star Bridge Cut and following the Star Bridge Cut, we're going to have the conversation. We normally don't talk about. The star bitch cuts uh, as they happen, but we're gonna do it today. So let's go ahead and get that going. Hey, this reduced lunch spots, man. Come on now. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? You're listening to the sports show. <laughs> I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into our Star Picture Cut. Now, Black, this Star Picture Cut is inspired. This is inspired by a Twitter conversation that broke loose between Freddie Bricks and Tyrone Coppel, a.k.a. Cedric Farr. Or maybe that's the other way around, but y'all get what I'm saying. 
<laughs> so I got on Twitter on um Saturday. It was the Rams and the Seahawks. They were doing their thing in the playoffs. Well, the Rams were doing their thing uh, in the playoffs. And Fred took the Twitter and said, man, say what you want. But Jalen Ramsey is the greatest cornerback I ever seen right next to Dion. 1A, 1B, Dion, Jalen Ramsey. Cedric Farr took exception to that, Black. And he threw in the name Charles Woodson with Ramsey, with Dion. Him and Fred went back and forth. And when I tell you said was hot, he was hot. That Fred had the audacity to even have this conversation. So, Black, you kind of almost got to feel what I'm going with here. Black, who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? You need two defensive backs on a Sunday. Who you rolling with? Jalen Ramsey, Deion Sanders, or Charles Woodson? Mm. Who are you rolling with? Talk to me. Talk to me, Black. I got to know. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, this is, this is, this is, this is exciting for me because two of these guys are nose. So, oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. But I got to mm. go, I got to go start Deion. <laughs> I got to start Dion. Dion is the greatest cornerback to ever play the game of, of football, period. Yes, sir. Period. <laughs> so he's going to always be number one. If anybody sees difference, y'all need to talk to me. <laughs> talk to me and D about these conversations. We'll have you on here at the Sports Desk to talk about it. Uh, at number two, D is tough for me. But I've been able to see Charles Wilson's body of work and what Jalen Ramsey is doing in his, in his small tender he's having. I mean, the the, uh, the years that he's having so far in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, D, I got to go Charles Woodson. Okay. I got to go Charles Woodson. I'm going to bench Charles Woodson, and I'm going to cut Jalen Ramsey. Woo! That's tight. That's tight. That's tight, there. That's tight, there. Um, I'm also going to start Prime. Notice I did not call him Deion Sanders. <laughs> I'm giving him all due respect, and I'm going to call him Prime. And the reason why we call him Prime is is that he covers 50% of the field, and then the water from the earth covers the other 50%. <laughs> so that's why we're calling him Prime. So I'm going Deion Sanders. No-brainer. He is the greatest cornerback to ever play. I am going to bench Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey's physical ability outweighs Charles Woodson. Now, don't get me wrong here. Charles Woodson is all world. And if you ask me on a Wednesday, I might say Woodson over Ramsey. But this is why I say Jalen, I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey for my team. The physicality you can't buy. You have to have that in you. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Ramsey has it. The ferociousness to the game, you can't buy that. You have to have that in you. And I'm not saying Charles Woodson didn't love the game. I'm not saying he wasn't passionate. I'm not saying that he wasn't great. But for me personally, I want to look across the way and I need to see a dog. And Jalen Ramsey is a dog. I watched Jalen Ramsey go against the absolute best in this league. And he's had his way with most of these guys. I want to say 99.8% he's had his way with these guys. We know Tyreek Hills gave him a little bit of problems, but you can't do nothing with 4-2 speed. You can't do nothing with that. <laughs> Nobody can. No, you can't. So I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey, and I'm going to tell Charles Winston, hey, don't go too far. Come on back next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what, you, what you just said, the same stuff that you said about uh, Jalen Ramsey, 
you getting the same thing from Charles Woodson. I understand that. It's just uh different package. I think Jalen's just a little more flashy. He gonna let you know about it. And I love. And I feel like I feel like Charles Woodson was a silent assassin. I agree. 100%. You know, come up and tackle. 100%. You know, he he makes it hard every he was making it hard every week for the best receiver. 100%. That he went up against. And the thing about Charles and Wilson, he he uh went from corner to safety. To safety. So mm-hmm. I forgot about that. You know, mm-hmm. he he transitioned to another position and made all pro at that position as well. And a defensive player of the year. So I might be tripping. <laughs> I might be tripping because because <laughs> like I said a couple weeks ago, I did say I believe Jalen Ramsey is defensive player of the year this year. I said that a couple weeks ago. I think he is defensive player of the year this year. I know you got Aaron Donald on the same team, and I know in order for him to get excellent opportunities, you got Aaron Donald disrupting uh, the quarterbacks down there. But, man, Ramsey is in his prime now. He is. He's in his prime now. He was phenomenal this year. But I'm just saying. Oh, from, he hadn't even reached his prime yet. But he just got there this year. I think he. I think what, he's what's the, what's, the, the, what's the beginning? The, what's the door of your prime? Well, he's twenty. He's twenty five. Mm, I know he came out his junior year, D. So he might be twenty four. He was he was eighteen. He was nineteen when he got to. Uh, no, he wasn't. He was twenty. He, no, he was, was twenty. He got to he the was league. twenty. He was twenty one when he got to the league. Yeah, because he was at Florida. He was seventeen when he was at Florida State. He was eighteen when he got to Florida he was? State. Yeah. So he's, okay. Yeah, he's, okay. He's, he's at so you might be right. You're yeah, right. He had the door. Okay. He had the door. Okay. So we want to hear from y'all. Who you rocking with? We got Jalen Ramsey. We got Prime, and we got Charles Woodson. Who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? And and to me. Besides maybe the Jordan, and LeBron and Kobe start bench cut that we did a while back, I think this is the most toughest. This is. This is the most toughest because I'm not disrespecting Charles Woods. I'm just going for Dedrick. I like dogs because I talk a lot of trash. I talk a lot of trash, bro. And I'm going to make you <laughs> mad to your you absolutely, soul. You absolutely do. And sir. I admire that. Yeah. And Jalen yeah. Ramsey. That's what that's I what make, and yeah. this, and in this In this league today, yeah. where, the, where the league is is pass, 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 Facts. you have to have that. You got to have that dog in you. You have to have that dog in you. And Jalen Ramsey, let it be known. I love what he said the other day in his interview after the Seahawks game. Absolutely. He said, oh, yeah, they can take them shirts and them hats and move going to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love him, and it makes you know me saying? sick you, to my you just, that he ain't you, black just you just love it, like the camaraderie of like just being that guy. Like most guys, they want you to stay, you know, be quiet and go do your job. No, I can do my job and talk that smack to you while I'm doing it. He could do your, he doing his job <laughs> to the highest level, the highest. Yeah, level. man. So shout out to all three of those guys. Dion's a Hall of, excuse me, Prime's a Hall of Famer. Charles Woodson, Hall of Famer. And when Jalen Ramsey puts down the cleats, he'll be a Hall of Famer as well. So salute to all three of those guys. But let us know what you guys think. Ramsey, Prime, Charles Woodson, who we going with? All right, we're going to go to our star, but you cut. And this is like a two-parter. This is the two-parter sign, but you cut. And I just want to reiterate that Shaq is a hater. He's just a hater, dog. I love Shaq. He's one of my all-time favorite players. He's very entertaining, but Shaq is a hater. I'm going to play this clip to kind of validate what we were talking about last week about him hating on Rudy Gobert. I read the tweet, but I want y'all to hear it. He went, he, he didn't leave it alone. Rudy Gobert came out and said he's not going to entertain Shaq. He's not going to start no, you know, no beef with another black man. And, and, and that's cool. I respect that because it couldn't have been me because I would have been shooting Shaq up just like Dwight Howard do when he get a chance. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to I'm I'm roll this clip so y'all can hear for yourself how much of a hater Shaquille O'Neal is. Now, remember, Rudy Gobert is a two-time defensive player of the year. One of the best defensive players in the league. And he just got paid $200 million just to kind of put that out there. Here's Shaquille O'Neal. 
I stand by my message. So, you know, all the big guys that can't jump, they can't run, all you got to do is continue to work hard, continue to play, and you can but possibly this get... This guy is one of the best. Awesome. No, he ain't one of the... Stop it. He's one of the best. Hey, the guys are... Hey, stop, stop he's it. One of no, the he's best not. Players. No, he's not. He's one, hey, two. Not average you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, so You a hater, man. You a hater. Guys been the best player of the year. Twice. Come on. Listen, I told you. He's one of the best players. As I told you earlier, if you played against Rudy Gobert, he'd be blocked. Shot, I don't. Little kids in the front row. He be blocking that little slappy hook you shot. First of all, I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to another fellow champion. I don't care about no damn individual awards. I care about the team success. Okay. He ain't won no championships. So don't be so Rudy, Rudy, man. Hey, Rudy, man. You play Rudy, man, baby. Hey, let Rudy live. All the kids out there. Let Rudy live. All the kids out there watching Rudy Gobert. If you can do what he can do, you can get 200 million. I stand by what I say. This is what we do at Entertainment tonight. We start. You started. Bring a little spice. No, you want spice. Uh, now I'm going. Rudy! 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 You average 11 points, you get 200 minutes. Charles, can I go to my Graham, last headline? Can I do my show? Graham, part of my show. Man, they be cutting up on yeah, inside the NBA. Yes, man. they that, do. Man, that'd be so fun to watch. It's my favorite show on television. <laughs> I, I, I love them. But uh, yeah, that was Shaq. Just, just disagree to go bear once again. So I just want to kind of play that. It kind of, for, for people who didn't get a chance to hear it, Shaq is a hater. If you're not a, if you're not into Rudy Gobert as a player, that is cool. He's an analyst now. He he's doing his job of critiquing Rudy Gobert's game. But I'm not gonna sit here and tell another man when they get a two hundred million dollar, one hundred million dollar, eighty eight million dollar deal that bro like. If you can do this, you too can. Nah, I ain't going to do that. Like, the Utah Jazz decided to pay this man. And for what it's worth, this is what the market is in the league. If Shaquille O'Neal was in the league, he'd probably be the first $300 million player. He probably would be. But these are the times I think Shaq just got to chill. This man is a two-time defensive player of the year. How many defensive players of the year does Shaquille O'Neal have? Not one. Okay, there we go. But go ahead, if, go you, if, if you look at it, D... I, I know Shaq... I mean, Shaq is hating. Yeah, hate He's him, a, he ain't like a hater, but... I'm looking at the Utah game the other night. <clears throat> okay. Guess what Gobert's stat line was? 11 points, 18 rebounds. Yeah, but how many blocks he had to him? <laughs> I, they didn't, I didn't even look at his blocks. But he had 18 boys. He had 18 boys, and I'm like, dang, well, his stat line is Shaq telling the truth He's about the his truth. stat line. He's telling the truth. You know, but I, I see what you see. I was like, well, Shaq hitting it on the head. Like, he if you can, If you can average 11 points and give me 18 rebounds and five blocks, you can get... Two defensive players of the year. How many players can get 18 and rebounds, Black? It's not many. Okay. How it's many players can get you five blocks in one game, Black? <laughs> it's not many. It's but many. if you, if you, I'm pretty sure if you were a tall guy, defensive, long guy like Rudy Gobert, it shouldn't be very hard. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. So let's get a man some respect. Yeah, okay. Let's get a man some respect. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play our second part of our uh, sound of the week. We usually don't do two, but I just feel like this is very important. I'm talking to everybody in Duval County right now. Everybody who lives in Duval County, this is for you. I don't know if you guys got the opportunity to see the emotional goodbye that Trevor Lawrence gave to the University of Clemson as he officially becomes a Jacksonville Jaguar. I'm going to play this because I believe all the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, all the Jacksonville Jaguar supporters, everybody who is from this city needs to hear these touching words because it's official, folks. Trevor Lawrence has declared for the NFL draft and he is now officially on the clock to wear that teal and black. And y'all know how I give it up. Sunshine. Oh, sunshine. 
Looking back on it, I hope my legacy at, at Clemson is that I was a great teammate and a great person uh, overall. Just more than football, more than how I played um, each game, is just how I treated people. I want that to be the main thing that I'm known for, and I feel like over the last three years, um, that's the thing I've, I've kept as a priority, is just treating people well and, and being a good person. So I hope that that's my, my legacy when I, when I leave here. And I've learned a lot from Coach Sweeney and just from, from all my coaches. Um, really just Coach Streeter, offense coordinator Coach Elliott, um, all the position coaches, support staff, everyone has been so good to me and treated me like family since I've, since I've gotten here. And that faith aspect has really been the most important thing in my life. To all my teammates over the past three years, uh, it's been the most fun ride I've been on. I'll look back at these three years and I have the best memories, winning the national championship. Mm winning a lot of games, um, and just, just not even that, but just more so all the little moments, being in the locker room, being in practice, spending every day together, and just having those memories of just us laughing and cutting up and just enjoying life together. Those, those are things I'll remember forever. You know, when I look at my life as a whole so far, just this journey of whatever, 21 years, the most formative years have been my time here at Clemson. Like I said, it's, it's taught me how to be a better man, no doubt. Uh, and that's the biggest takeaway, really. Obviously, it's made me a better football player, but that's kind of secondary to, to what it's taught me about life. And I really feel like um, I'm a man now, and, I, and I'm ready to take on those challenges and just super excited for, for life ahead. The best is always yet to come, but um, man, I'm, I'm grateful for Clemson, and I'm going to miss it. But I just want to say thank you to everyone that's supported Clemson, um, all of my Clemson family, whether that's fans, my teammates, my coaches. Um, in my immediate family. I mean, I just am so thankful for you guys. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for y'all. There's so many people that have helped raise me up and I can't wait to see what, what God has next for us. Mm. But um, my time here has been amazing and I'll be a Clemson Tiger forever. Mm. Well, Black. I know what God has next for us. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and that's that beautiful blue-eyed angel coming up. <laughs> that's right. The Jacksonville Jaguar. So I just wanted to play that to, to ease the Jaguar faithful, to ease the Jaguar supporters, whether it's Urban Meyer, whether it's Eric Bieniemy, whether it's whoever, whether it's me or black coaching the Jaguars, 16 is on his way. 16 is on his way. All right, man, let's go ahead and transition into our brand new segment, which is a lot of fun. Boy, what? what did you do in camp? Yes, sir. And boy, 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 do me and Black have a couple of things for you guys. And don't worry, our top five and that Harlem Heat music will be back in no time. But man, we're going to run it up on this new segment of... Boy, what? What did you do in camp? All right, Black, let's go ahead and get to it, man. What do we got going on this week? Well, D, I saw something last night. Was it last night, Black? Last night. Maybe <laughs> around 8.30. Uh-huh. 8, going into 9 o'clock last night. And it really disturbed me. Is that you know, right? And I'm, and I'm watching. And I already got my what did you do in camp moment locked in. So you already had well, one? Yeah, I already had one. But when I seen this last night, <laughs> I just had to say, oh, no, I have to ride this out so right. this week's this week's what do you do in camp moment goes to mike tomlin and the pittsburgh steelers they said mike tomlin name first <laughs> go ahead black 28 to 0 
in the first quarter. Yeah. D, the first quarter. Yeah. So, Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith, James Conner, and Mike Tomlin. What did you do in camps <laughs> to, have, to let these type of moments in the first quarter happen to you? Mm. Were you sitting on the sideline just playing with your helmets? Were you sitting on the sidelines making TikToks? Were you sitting on the sideline just talking about what you're going to do after the after the Cleveland Browns game? Right. This is the most awfulest thing I have seen in the playoffs in a long time. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, you should be shame of yourself <laughs> to go on national TV's in Super Wild Card Weekend <laughs> and give on a god awful performance. D in the first quarter. First quarter. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are your what did you do in camp moment of the week. Wow. I mean, they deserve it. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> insane moment last night to know that you're in the first quarter in, in a wild card game at home against a team that beat you the week before to get in the playoffs and they were 28 to nothing. We're going to talk <laughs> We're gonna talk a lot more about that game when we get to the National Football League. But Black I have. Uh, what did you do in camp? Got one with this myself week. Oh this man, week. we on a roll here. Yes, we are, and I cannot <laughs> resist. My what did you do in camp moment of the week goes to the one, the only Dougie P. <laughs> Dougie Peterson, now former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, who was fired today because when the game was fourteen to fourteen against. The Washington football team on Sunday Night Football for all the world to see. What did Dougie P do? He sat Jalen Hurts for a six-round pick named Nate Sudfield, my boy. <laughs> Who went, are you ready for these numbers? A whopping 5 for 12, 32 yards passing, and one interception. Dougie P. Did you have a lapse in memory, Dougie P? <laughs> Dougie P, did you lose your playbook, Dougie P? Dougie P, were you high? Did you smoke some of that grade A ching chung chong before the, gay <laughs> Doug, the game, Dougie P? Or better yet, did you have a little swig of that Tennessee whiskey? <laughs> because, Dougie P, we all want to know, what did you do in camp? <laughs> Yes, sir, oh, man. man. So, God. yeah, so that's our it, uh, what did you it. do in camp uh, moment of the week, man. I mean, I've been holding on to that one, Black. I mean, as <laughs> soon as the show was over, of course, that game was on that night. So I said, I'm going to sit on this a whole week. And it made it so much sweeter yeah, that he yeah. got fired. Yeah. That he got fired. All right, we're going to run into our tweet of the week. Let's go ahead and get that music going. And, Black. Paul George is at it again, Black. Paul George is at it again, and he's had enough of y'all. So last, I believe it was what, last Sunday? I think it was last Sunday. It was the Phoenix Suns against the Los Angeles Clippers, and Devin Booker just was trying this man. Calling him out his name, said he was soft, getting into Paul George's face. And after the game, Paul George went to the media, and he said this on altercation with the Suns of Devin Booker. He said, man... I never had any words said to me or talked to me like that. There was never any altercation. There was always peace when I am on the floor. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of chirping and people just living in the past. So basically, Paul George is saying 
He's confused out there. Well, Paul George, guess what? Your boy, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. is here to remind you of something. Paul George, when you come off multiple $100 million contracts, Paul George, when Dame Lillard shoots an 83-foot uh, uh, three-pointer to send you home in five games after averaging 39.6 points in that playoff series on you, Russell Westbrook averaged 30 points against the Portland Trailblazers that series. He only averaged a career low in the playoffs, 19 points. The league has shifted. You want to know why people don't call LeBron soft? Because he always delivers. You want to know why Kobe Bryant didn't get called soft? Because he always delivered. He was an assassin. You want to know why Shaquille O'Neal never got called soft? Because he was a monster. Paul George, you got rewarded for a terrible performance of $200 million. The league is, you're unnoticed by the NBA. These players don't respect you. They don't have love for you, Paul. You're going to have to prove yourself this year. And like I said before the season started, you and Giannis Antetokounmpo got the most to prove this season. Both of y'all are making $200 million plus million dollars this season. Paul, shut up. Go and play. And until you prove these people otherwise, guess what you'll be, Paul? Soft. Like you got anything to uh, add to that? Uh, Yeah, D. <laughs> Paul George, and if you just so happen to hear this, you are soft. <laughs> you are. So I don't blame Devin Booker. Yeah. I don't blame De- Devin Booker because you're nowhere near the player of Devin Booker. Ooh. Devin Booker is so early, early in his career that he's a, 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 a assassin. You know it very well. He ran your team down in the bubble. Ooh. Something you haven't been able to do to teams. Where have you been? Like he just said, be quiet. Play basketball and whatever you getting, just take it on the chin, bro. Because right. it's well deserved. You deserve it. Right. You deserve it, bro. You deserve it. You painted this target. And if I wasn't getting two hundred million and doing the stuff that you done, I'll be pissed too. Absolutely, absolutely. So Paul, Paul George, just chill out, bro. Take them, take them hits on the chin. Just chill. And just play basketball like these. Just play ball, hoop, man. Bro. Go hoop. Prove Don't take it personal. You try to run up when you about to get dropped, bro, <laughs> by everybody on the Phoenix Sun because you want to run up after the man says something to you. And I'm looking at Devin Booker. I'm just looking at his his mojo and his character, bro. He just look back at you, bro, like, bro, you soft, dog. Like, I don't even need to waste my time with you. What you want to do? What's that's, up? That's pretty much how it went, for sure. And you want to come bargain when two when you got three players holding your back, yeah, bro? Don't bark yeah, then. Yeah. Bark when he was in your face, bro. Yeah, he ain't about that life, man. Yeah, man. Go on, just play ball, he man. He ain't about that life. He ain't about that life. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna transition out of two of the week, man. We're gonna go to the National Football League. Let's go ahead and kick it off in the National Football League. And boy, oh boy, am I excited to start talking about this here. Let's get into a black. This past weekend was the first ever, first ever super, super wild card weekend. And boy, were we treated. Yes, we were. Let's go ahead, black, and jump into Saturday's games. Black, very first game. 
of the day, we had the Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills, Black. <laughs> uh, you've adopted them this season. <laughs> and we had uh, them going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Buffalo pulls it out in a close one, 27-24 to 24 to advance to the division around black let's go ahead and talk about this man what did you see in this game and how impressive did buffalo look and were you worried at all um d i was worried right i was worried for buffalo because the run game is non-existent the run game is non-existent like if you're if your quarterback is your leading rusher it's i feel like that's 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 a problem even though we we see See it differently when you have people uh, like Lamar Jackson. He can lead the team in rushing because he that's what he does. But that's not Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to put some put the run put the run in and be successful with the run to set up everything downfield. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see a lot of that on Saturday. It seemed like uh, the one thing that I did see from Buffalo is they continued to fight and battle during this game. It wasn't like last year when they played Houston. They came out guns blazing and disappeared in the second half. Mm-hmm. They didn't do. They didn't do that. What makes what made me see that was you had Stephon Diggs who was held to one catch, thirty six yards in the first half. Then in the second half, he went. He was a wild man. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen, I'm pretty sure they went in the locker room and Diggs was like, Josh Allen, get me the damn ball. Facts. And we seen that, mm-hmm. and that's something that's that change that I wanted to that we were looking for D to see in the playoff. Would they be able to respond? When when it's hot, would they be able to, to 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 get to the point where they can cool down, stay even keel, and make the plays they need to play to to win this football game? And that's and, and that's exactly what they did with the help of their defense. Shout out to their defense for playing a really really good game against the Indianapolis Colts. But the Indianapolis the Indianapolis Colts going to fight. They've had one yes. of the top five defenses all year in football all season. So. Um, and and Philip Rivers, we know him through years just to be a fighter, never gives up until it's over. So, yep. and that's what we seem. So, shout out to the Colts, even though they lost. But Buffalo, I think they need to tighten up a little bit. It was it it, it got me a little worried because Josh Allen Josh Allen had to do more with his legs than throwing the ball downfield, and and that's not a good look for me. Yeah, Josh Allen. In I mean, I thought Josh Allen played wonderful. Uh, twenty six for thirty five, three twenty four, and two tubs. Again, he was a leading rusher for the team. Uh, eleven carries for fifty four yards and a touchdown. But I'm gonna keep it real with you, Black. I think Frank Wright put his team in a position to lose this game. I'm going to shine that blue light on Frank Wright. I think Indianapolis had multiple opportunities to tie the game, take the lead, and really keep keep the game in their favor. I think Buffalo was shell shocked. Uh, the first. Two and a half quarters of football. They really didn't get it going to midway in the third quarter when they were able to push the ball downfield like they've been doing all season. Cole Beasley came alive for them yes, in did. the third quarter. Yes, he did. Uh, as well. But I think Frank Wright made some horrible decisions and put his team at a bad disadvantage. Am I saying if they would have tied the game up or took uh, or got those two-point conversions, would they would have won? No, that's not what I'm saying. But, hey, it sure would have been nice if you were going into the fourth quarter tied with all that, without that pressure on you trying to correct mistakes from the quarter before. I think Buffalo needs to tighten up. Like Black said, I wasn't impressed with Buffalo. I was impressed with Josh Allen's poise because I said, wow, He's going to have to get this ball down the field in the fourth quarter to get in position to win this game, and he did that. Mm -hmm. He did that, unlike he did last year in that Houston game like Black broke down earlier. But I'm concerned about Buffalo. 
I now I didn't pick Buffalo to go to the AFC Championship game. In my mind, I have them going, but in my heart, I went another way. Now with my picks going the way they did, they this they, it could very well be them getting there. But hey, man, look at here. They got real deal problems on their hand coming up this Saturday. And we're going to talk about that a little later. And will they be up to this style of play that the Baltimore Ravens are going to arrive with? The Ravens ain't the Colts. Hmm. This is a different animal. This is a Super Bowl winning coach on the other side of the field. This is a unanimous MVP on the other side of the field coming into your territory with no fear and no respect. So Buffalo, they need to tighten up. Stephon Diggs got to get involved a little bit earlier. All in all, it is the playoffs. A win is a win. Buffalo was potent. They need to tighten up on defense, and they need to do something with that run game because if Josh Allen has to throw the ball 35 to 40 times, they're not making it to the Super Bowl. They're not even going to make it to the AFC Championship game. So we'll see what um, – uh, what's the head coach's name for Buffalo? Um, oh, man. Uh, um, something, I don't know. I, I can't remember, it'll man. Come to us. Yeah. It'll come to us. But he needs to make some adjustments, adjustments to get ready. But we do want to say um, possibly a salute to Phillip Rivers. This could this could have been his last yeah, man. playoff game. I don't know if you saw his emotional post game. Uh, I did. After the game, I he did. was very emotional, a lot of tears. And, 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 you know, him and his family will be weighing in to see – if uh, he will return. But all in all, we'll give Phillip Rivers his flowers uh, another day. Um, but just want to say salute to Phillip Rivers if that was the last time we saw him. Buffalo wins 27-24. Move on to the divisional round. All right, let's get into the second game of the day. Man, mm-mm-mm, a lot to talk about here. We had the Los Angeles Rams going into Seattle, getting the win 30-20. to uh, Black, disappointed is... An understatement word mm. for me. Russell Wilson was so bad in this game. 11 for 27, 174 yards passing. He did have two touchdowns. One of those touchdowns came on a broken plate when Metcalf was not being guarded by Ramsey. It was tough to see that Seattle offense literally get locked up that Rams defense is maybe the best defense in this playoffs. Hmm. They may be the best. When you have defensive player of the year on that line, best defensive player in football. Yeah, I said it. I know I say Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, but I gotta be I gotta be real. Aaron Donald is a massive force, mm-hmm. and he has kept chugging along, and Khalil Mack did not. So I'm going to be real. Yes, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football and very well could be the best football player in all of football. But behind Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year, in my opinion, Jalen Ramsey. And I'm loving that he is traveling. I'm loving that he followed DK Metcalf 99% of the plays. I'm loving his intensity. And he has arrived as a leader on this team. This defense suffocated and shut down. The Seattle Seahawks in an impressive fashion, even with quarterback situations, they started off with uh, what's my guy name um, uh, for the Rams? Uh, 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 John Wolford got injured in the first quarter. They didn't even want to play Jared Goff. Goff got in with 19, nine for 19, 155 in the tub and got the win 30 to 20. Rams is that team. That people better watch out for. They advance a division around black. What do you got on this Rams impressive win over the Seahawks? Uh, very, very good win, D. Like, I'm very impressed with this win. And not only that, 
we all we forget to shout out Cam Akers, man. Yes. Cam Akers rushed the ball 28 times yes. in this game for 131 in a touchdown. Yes. So that's what won you. That's the defense in the run game won you this football game. And like you said, Josh Allen made the plays, made the throws that he needed Jared to make. Goff. I mean, Jared Goff made the uh, throws that he needed to make to uh, put his team over the top. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the Rams. Like, this is the best defense in football. This is the best defense in football. It's, it's, it's been all, all year, been a good defense. Like, it's, it, they're going to cause people some problems, some real problems. Facts. And the one thing I want to say about uh, Seattle is uh, it just disgusts me. It, dis- it disgusts me. You know, Russell seemed like, seemed, seemed like you too busy running about TikTok. Oh. Shout out to my guy Fred, who let that be known on Twitter. You, you seem like you're more... Uh, responsible for doing TikToks, then you're already getting your team ready to go on that fine sun on that fine Saturday at four thirty five. Boy, what? What did you do in camp? Mm. So Russell Wilson, I'm very very disappointed in you. This offense looked horrid in the beginning. In the first half of the season, we were we were speaking volumes about your offense. Volume. This may be one of the best offenses we've seen with Russell Wilson at. Being the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, MVP favorite, early and it on. just went away. It just went away quickly, and it, it, it's just crazy to me, D, to see how they put on that god awful performance. But shout out when you got a defense like the Rams have, it can be very suffocating. Yes, and that's what we seen. So shout out yes. to shout out to those guys. Shout out to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. My hopes is that you can play God. in the division around with those ribs. I hope so because I want to see the best versus the best, and that's what we're going to get in the matchup with Green Bay and um in the, the Rams. You're going to have Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, a treat, and Aaron Donald in that defensive line versus a top-notch offensive line. Mm-hmm. From uh, the Green Bay Packers. So it's going to be interesting to watch. So my hopes is that he can play and get in that game and we see what happens. Yeah. We see what happens. We're going to see what happens. And I, I, I echo it, man. Seattle's terrible, pathetic performance, man. This one's going to leave a bad taste in that organization's mouth. But hey, it's it their should. problems. And it should. It's their problem and it's not the Rams. Rams <laughs> moving on, uh, taking a trip up the Lambeau Field. All right, man, let's get into the third game of the day. On this Saturday, we had the Tampa Bay Bucks taking care of the game. Washington football team, 31-23. Tampa Bay advances to the division around black. What are your thoughts on this game? How impressive did the Bucks look? And what a valiant effort by the football team. Um, Wasn't too impressed with Tampa, man. I, okay. I, felt, I felt like Tampa could have looked a, 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 a little better. Okay. I think they were a lot better than... Washington, I really do. But Tom Brady was twenty two for forty, three eighty one and two touchdowns. That's I don't I, I I know he won, he got the win, but I just I'm concerned about that run game for Tampa. I mean, I figured, I, I, nineteen I, I, for ninety three. I'm 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 concerned because I think in the playoffs you're going to need a little more than that. Well, they didn't have they didn't have their starter. Uh, uh, what's his name? The starter for the Bucks, Jones, Ron, Ron, Ronald Jones. They didn't have Ronald him. Jones. They he, didn't. He but wasn't available. But Fournette, Fournette is a starter. Yeah, but, but 19, he's a starter. Nineteen you know? for ninety three. It's it's not bad. Nineteen okay. for ninety three and a touchdown. Five but, yards per carry. Um, the thing with that is I I feel like that's what Tom Brady is going to need in this run in these playoffs. He's going to have to have that run game to set up he everything is. downfield. I know he got the weapons and and all that, but we seen some plays in that game where Tom Brady was overthrowing, not on point, 
But the thing is with that, the Washington football team, it's new territory for them. They came to play. Whoever this, the quarterback was that was playing. Tyler Henneke, my boy. Ty, bro, I was like, wow, this kid, he looks all right. He was game. You know, he was he was game, it's especially this being the first game that he started in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wow, this kid looks good. But, you know. Tampa did what they had to do. It's the playoffs. Tampa did what they had to do to get the win. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, my concern with Tampa is they have to get that run game more involved, especially in their next matchup. I feel like the run is going to be very, very important going up against a stout defense like the Saints. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. I thought, I thought, watch, I thought, uh, Tampa looked it okay. I think they started off a little slow. Brady's numbers 26 for 44, 306, a tub and a pick. Um, I thought they looked okay. I thought, I thought, uh, excuse me, that was a Taylor Heineke's number 26 for 44, 306, a tub and a pick. Brady's was uh, 22 for 40, uh, 381, and two touchdowns. But I thought they looked okay. I thought they started slow. But Washington was gaming. We all know what's Tom Brady's kryptonite. That's a fast, destructive defensive line, and that's what he faced. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Chase Young down there. You got Sweat down there. You got, what, four first-round picks on that line or five first-round picks on that line. I mean, they came to play, and everybody knows if you're going to beat Tom Brady, you got to have an athletic defensive line. And that defensive line made Brady move around, but I was impressed by Brady's footwork. Mm-hmm. He didn't abandon and drop down on plays like he normally would. He used his footwork. He got out of the pocket, and he made some impressive throws, especially that game ceiling throw to Mike Evans down the field late in the fourth quarter. That was very impressive, but I see what you're saying. You know, they need to be clicking a little bit better, but it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs, and Washington was ready to go, led by Ron Rivera, a veteran head coach who's been to the Super Bowl, and he knows what he knows what it's about to get a team ready uh, for the playoff. Very impressed by Fournette, 19 for 93, 4.9 a carry and a tub. Without Ronaldo Jones, he 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 held his own. But a lot of people thought Washington was going to get steamrolled. I was never one of them. I thought this was going to be a competitive game. I thought it was going to be a tight game due to the defensive presence of the Washington football team, especially with that defensive line pushing forward like they do. That's what Brady has problems with, and it showed again. Mm-hmm. It showed again. I did not expect this Washington football team offense to score uh, 23 points, but they did. Tyler Haneke is a baller. <laughs> My man had no fear. My man was on the money, running, throwing, showing leadership. Ducking, got, yeah, swing. Got, I was like, yeah. look at this kid, man. Got dinged up, got banged up, came back. Chase Young running on the field saying, Haneke, Haneke. On the back of the jersey when he scored that running touchdown in the third quarter. So, Washington hung around, made it tough. And Tampa Bay had to earn this win. Yeah. They, they had did. to earn it. But at the end of the day, it's the playoffs. A win is a, de- a win. Is a win. Tampa Bay advances to the division round. All right, let's go ahead and get into Sunday's game. First up, man. Who can't wait to talk about this one. Sunday's game at 1 o'clock was the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. A rematch from last year's uh, playoff Ravens got the win. Lamar gets his first playoff win, 20-13. Ravens advanced to the division round. And, man, Black. First of all, I felt like this game should have been the night game. That's number one. Yeah. I felt it like was awful. Game, it was at one. Yeah, I felt like this game should have been a night game. But I guess the NFL need to put something out there early, get the fans all juiced up. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Now, we've gave Lamar Jackson a hard time this year, and I think rightfully so. We've said other quarterbacks like Josh Allen look like they're taking the bigger strides than he is. But I'm here to give Lamar Jackson his respect. 
I'm here to give him his love today. 17 for 24, 179 in the air, a stupid interception as he called it. 16 carries, 136, and one touchdown. Now, you read those numbers and you say, eh, but it's different. You had to watch the game to see how effective he was in the mm-hmm. critical points. Lamar made the best decisions in the critical times. Yes, he did. And that's what I'm impressed with. I don't care about these numbers. I'm impressed by how he led, how he managed the clock, and Lamar Jackson played great. I'm giving him an A, a a grade for this performance on yesterday. I mean, that defense came to play holding King Henry to 40 yards? 40 yards? If somebody would have came to me and said, D, I bet you $100 that the Ravens hold King Henry to 40 yards, I would have took that bet in a heartbeat. I say, hell, he going to get full 40 yards in the first quarter. Hmm. 2.2 yards per carry for King Henry. Non-existent yesterday. Complete total win for the Ravens. I love when Marcus Peters got the pick. They got that get back and ran on the field and tap dance all on the logo. I love that. Hmm. And I love that at the end of the game when they took that knee, the uh, the best formation of football is the victory position. Lamar took that knee. He said, let's go win shaking no hands. And ran to the tunnel. Because there ain't no love lost between these teams. There's not. They don't hate it. They, they hate each other. They don't respect each other. And Lamar said, let's go. We ain't shaking no hands. I loved it. Congratulations to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens moving on to the division round. Black, what you got on this game? Yeah, man. Um, Revenge. We've been talking about it the past two weeks on this show. Yes, sir. We see it in college football last week. And we see it once again in the NFL. When you're playing a team... That you basically have dominated the last two years. And then the regular season, you, you beat them in the playoffs and then you beat them in the regular season. And then you and then they get a, a, a third crack at you. Do you really think that you're going to be able to win that football game? I thought Tennessee had a chance, but Derrick Henry getting the ball 18 times. 18 times is not a winning formula for Tennessee. He has to have the ball anywhere from up to 30? close to 30 times yeah. for Tennessee to be successful. And you put this game... In the hands of Ryan Tannehill, and that's not going to win you football games. No, sir. Shout out to that Baltimore defense who came to play football. They said, you know what? We're going to load the box and leave our corners on the island. Bring our safety up, and it won them that football game. Something that they didn't do the first time when they played them last year. They didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And King King Henry ran, ran wild. Yes, he did. And um, <laughs> man, I'm just impressed with Lamar. Like you said, D, it's everything you say is right on point with with Lamar. In the key moments, in the key moments, he made the big plays, he made the key throws, and he made the key runs mm-hmm. in that football game. In a sequence that I love and I want to go to, D, that nobody was suspecting, he got his fullback involved in this game. Mm-hmm. They made critical catches to get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. That drive coming out of halftime that led to a touchdown was critical for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was done by Lamar and the fullback. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Who would have thought the fullback would be, would have that impact in that game at that moment? Mm-hmm. Tennessee sure didn't mm-hmm. because they kept going back to it. They went back to it four or five times in that same drive. Mm-hmm. Awesome drive. That that first, that, I mean, that second half, getting the ball first, coming out, scoring that touchdown was big for Baltimore. Then after that, uh, Baltimore was able to do what they wanted to do in this football game. Mm. I'm really, really impressed with Lamar. I think he grew. He he took a, another step. He grew up. Now I think his the, the sky could be the limit for Lamar if he if he does things right. He like you say, D. He got Buffalo. Buffalo didn't look too well. This could this could be something dangerous for Buffalo. I really believe that. And Buffalo's my pick. But if I'm playing Lamar Jackson, who who got over the hump, he just got over the, a hump that he was tired of hearing about 
Now he's going to be able to play freely. Loose. And loose and just just go out there and play football. Baltimore is going to be very dangerous. I love what I've seen in this game from them, getting this revenge and getting this big win that they needed to move on to the divisional round. Absolutely. And very impressive win by the Ravens. Not going to spend too much time on this next game. I mean, by God, how did the Chicago <laughs> Bears make the playoffs? They was on a six-game a six game losing streak and still made the playoffs. Still made it playoffs. Oh, how I would have wished we could have got the Arizona Cardinals versus the New Orleans Saints yesterday. But we didn't. Saints take care of business. 21-9. to The Saints fans, I'm sorry. We're not going to spend too much time here. The Saints did what they had to do. The Bears suck. Trubisky ain't good. That defense was not. The defense held up until the fourth quarter. I'll give them that. Because the little Mackinac boys, they was bending, bending, and bending. They finally broke in the second half. This was the first game that Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara have been on the same field since week six. That's crazy. Since week six, and they, they're out there doing their thing. New Orleans wins 21-9. Brees looked it pretty good, 28-39, 265, and two tubs. And they advanced to the division around next year to set up a a monster game, a third meeting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Black, anything to add with the Saints taking care of the Bears winning one and nine? Uh, not much, D. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give Drew Brees that much credit. I think he, I think he looked how he looked all the years in the playoffs to me. You know, he he does what he needs to do. But if he played a team with a little more offensive push, mm-hmm. we could have be talking about something totally something different here. They only scored 21 points. And one of them came from Alvin Kamara, and like you say, the other two came from him passing the football to Michael Thomas. But I feel like uh, the the Saints offensively need to need to get this right going into that game with Tampa. Yeah. They need to get it right because Tampa is going to score the football. Yes, they are. Tom Brady is is going to look at that performance against Washington and going. To, we know he's going to clean up the things that he didn't do right. We know we've seen it over his career. In games that he looks bad in, he's coming right back and put on a better performance. So you're going to get the best Tampa. F- Football team that you you're going to get the you're going to get the best Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, going into New Orleans. So I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned about Breeze. He still look like he's you know battling those those ribs, which which he is because that's a tough injury to come back from. So um, I think they need to get it get it together offensively. I'm very impressed with their defense. Their defense is playing lights out. Everything from that defensive line to the to the back end to the to the secondary. Those guys are playing football. So it's going. I'm I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing defensively. But offensively, I feel like they need to tighten it up a little bit because you're gonna have to score more than 21 points to beat the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? All right, man. Let's transition to the nightcap. The nightcap, the last wild card game of the weekend. We had the Cleveland Browns go to Pittsburgh and win the game 48 to 37. Black, talk to me about the shocking developments of this game. Cleveland winning, moving on to the division around. Man, uh, do you call this, man? Yes, sir. You call this like the Browns. It's playing some good football, man. Yes, sir. Through, who would have thought all the stuff the Browns going through with COVID this, COVID that, coach can't be on the side of no the practices. field. No practice. No practice. And these guys just come out. I'm not talking about compete. They coming out and they dominating. Yes, sir. And, I'm just, and, and I understand this is the playoffs, but they were doing it before the playoffs. Like, if it feel like that loss to Baltimore helped them. It took yeah, Cleveland to another night. level. Yeah. yeah. And like these, they've been dominating ever since that loss. And Pittsburgh just need to be shame of themselves. 
They just need to be shamed. That's that's why you got what did I do? The uh, what did you do in camp moment this week? Cause you just got awful. The product that you Mike Tomlin you put out on the field. Mm. You get on the show all all confident, beating your chest. We're going to rest this player and rest that player. No, you should have been playing them players because we seen the hangover. Mm. No one's on the same page. The center's overthrowing the football over Ben's head. First like, play of the game. what's 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 really going on out here? First play of the game. Secondary been good all year, and they getting blasted by Jarvis Landry. And I can't even tell you who the other receiver was. So, Pittsburgh, you need to be shamed. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns. The opportunity presented themselves, and they took it. Took it 28-0 in the first half. In this game, the, the score doesn't even reflect this game. It does not. Because this game was over in the first half. It I'm was sorry. It was This game was over it in was the first half. And a half. Everybody, every, I heard someone on the radio say, man, Juju played great. Yeah, of course, when you're down 28 yeah, you points, you have to play well. In, you have to play well in yeah. the second half. You're coming from behind. Well, what did you do when it mattered? Nothing. Mm. So, shout out to the Cleveland Browns for moving on. D said it, and I'm, I'm on board with them now. Cleveland is a dangerous team. Mm-hmm. You ones who love football and don't believe in Cleveland, you better probably start believing. Yeah. They have a big matchup coming up, and I just don't know. Defense and running the ball, those things are key mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And Cleveland has that. Defense and running the ball. They have two running back, they have two running backs who ain't scared. Who are not scared, and we seen it against, and we seen it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the best defenses in the league, a top five defense that they just destroyed in this game. So shout out to Cleveland Browns for moving on to the division round. Yeah, I just want to shout out Chubb Rock, <laughs> Big Chubb. I want to shout out Kareem Hunt. I said it. I said it last week. I've been saying it all year. I said the best thing that happened to them, unfortunately. Was when they didn't have to worry about feeding Odell. When they didn't have to worry about highlighting Odell and spotlighting Odell. Odell doesn't fit this Cleveland team. And how much more do you need to see to see that that's not true? Odell will be in another location next year. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland's going to get better because somebody's going to give up a first and second round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. But that's for a later time. Chubrock, Kareem Hunt, control the clock. Baker Mayfield, sound passing, no turnovers, 21 for 34, 263, Mm. and two touchdowns. I want to shout out Jarvis Landry for that touchdown catch and run that he gave in that second quarter, put the Browns up 14 to nothing, would not be denied. When the last time you seen the Pittsburgh Steelers missing tackles, falling off people? (laughs) When the last time you seen piss poor tackling? Mm. From the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, what's going on? Y'all ain't have no COVID protocols. Mm. Y'all was able to practice. Y'all was able to be in your building. The Browns didn't get in their building till Friday afternoon. No head coach. Two other coaching personnel not there. They got two offensive linemen that were hurt in the game. They plugged them in. They kept playing. Shout out to Miles Garrett and that defense. Mm. They was not having it. And this, like Black said, this score doesn't reflect the game 48-37. The Browns whooped mm. the Steelers. They whooped them back-to-back weeks. And if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler, you should be ashamed of yourself. You got Big Ben sitting on the bench crying. <laughs> 
You got Pouncey sitting there rubbing his knee. And Juju and Claypool sitting on the side. Get up! And get in the back. Nobody want to see all that. You had an opportunity to go out there and play your guts out. Now, this is Big Ben last game. Salute to Big Ben. You won the all-time great. You got two rings and you have a hell of a uh, retirement, sir. But I ain't giving you no pass. You were god-awful. Hmm. People want to sit here and say, oh, no, chill, D. Nah, chill, D. Did you see Big Ben's numbers? He went 47 for 68, 501, four touchdowns, and four picks. <laughs> James Conner, 11 carries for 37 yards. Awful. 3.4. But he scored a touchdown. I don't care. Just awful. Pathetic Steelers. Juju Smith shooting. Juju went 13 for 157. Shut up. Because you were down 15 skulls by then and Juju was just out here cleaning up. <laughs> but Clay, uh, what, what about Deontay Johnson? 11 receptions for 170. Shut up. Steelers, you should be shamed. Home playoff game. Disgusting. I called it. I said every year there's a team that shows up in the playoffs and they can run the ball and they can play defense and they're going to upset some things. And as Cleveland Brown teams look like that. And they got a monumental <laughs> task ahead of them because they got to go to Arrowhead and 15 is up there. Ooh. 15 is up there waiting on them. But we're getting ready to talk about that. Matter of fact, right now, Cleveland advance to the division round to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I guess, Black, we can start there. Let's kick off this divisional round. We're going to go around. We're just going to give our light predictions. We're not going to give a heavy breakdown. We just want to get a prediction. We want to get a score and give me a quick summary of how this game is going to go. Sunday, 305 CBS, Browns at Chiefs. Black, who wins this game? Why? Um, mm. I'm going to go why first. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just, what I think is going to happen in this game. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a classic in this football game. You have a team in the Browns who just, was, just won a game with bare minimum. Well, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. No coach, coach on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And the Browns, they don't have anything to lose. Nothing. And that's a scary team to go up against in the in, in the playoffs. And like D said, when you have a uh when you have a great defense and you can run the ball, you can be very successful in the playoffs. We know that the NFL is a passing league, but when it comes to the playoffs, yep. you need to have defense and a run game. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to be successful at, and Cleveland has those things. Mm-hmm. D, even though I'm not going to pick against number 15, mm-hmm. I believe this game is going to be close. I believe this game is going to come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have this game being 30, 28-31 field goal win, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I ain't going to lie to you, man. A big part of me want to take Cleveland. A big part of me want to take Cleveland. But a big part of me is also not stupid. (laughs) 15 is the real deal. 15 is not Ben Roethlisberger. Andy Reid is clicking like never before. He is not Mike Tomlin at this stage of his career. This team has weapons. This team is smart. And you can't key on just one player with this office with the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's what's going to happen. Chubb Rock and Kareem Hunt, they're going to keep Patty Mahomes on the sidelines. Long, methodical drives. I can see it. 12, 13, 14-yard mm. drives by the Browns to keep Patty Mahomes off the field. 
And Pat Mahomes going to have to play like he played against Tennessee, like he played against Houston. When he gets his chance to be on the field, he got to make it count. He's not going to get extra possessions because he's not going to be on the field long. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because 15 is capable. Mm-hmm. When you got unanimous star pro Travis Kelsey, when you got all world speed, no matter if it's hot as hell or if it's cold as the North Pole, Tyreek Hill is still fast. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. This defense is a bend, break, bend but don't break defense. And would it cause them problems? Probably so. But I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to barely survive. 31-30 Chiefs. Mm. 31-30 Chiefs survive. Survive. And Black, I'm going to tell you this. If this game is tied and Cleveland gets the ball last, I'm going to bed early. Because when I wake up, the Cleveland Browns will be going to the AFC Championship game. Mm. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. All right, Black, let's get into, let's go back up to the top. Let's go back up to the top. Fox 435 on Saturday. Probably best defense in football right now. The L.A. Rams take a trip to Lambeau Field in the frozen tundra. Rams, Packers, 435 Fox. Who wins? Why, Black? D, I'm excited for this game. Okay. And and I am football gods. Please allow Aaron Donald to be on this football field. Please. But I think we got the best versus the best here, D. Defensively and offensively. This is the type of matchups you want to see. Like I said, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. And then you got Aaron Donald on that defensive line versus uh, the Packers uh, offensive line. And D, I know when you go to Lambeau, when Green Bay has home field, it is very, very difficult to win there. Yes, sir. It's potentially going to be negative degree weather there. When they play yes, yes. at 4.35 in the evening. Yes. I'm very excited for this game. I think this game is going to be low scoring. Mm. I think Rams defense show up to play football. I think I, if Aaron Donald's on the field, if he's not, either or, Jalen Ramsey, I think they're going to have these guys ready to go against Green Bay offense. But I think Aaron Rodgers is playing on another planet this year. I think he's playing on another planet this year, and I think he makes makes the plays and the throws that he needs to make. Uh, the tight end, both of the tight ends, Mercedes Lewis, and I can't think of the other tight end who was all rough for them this year. Can't think of his name. They're it. going to play a they're going to play a big part in this football game because uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to somewhat take Devontae Adams away. Yeah, somewhat. That's the matchup. And usually when Jalen Ramsey's on the best receiver, he more than likely takes takes them away. So uh Levandis, the other receivers and all the other playmakers are going to uh, going to be the key. And Aaron Jones has to run the ball well in this game. If he doesn't, uh Green Bay could lose this game. But I think they will pull it out. I got Green Bay winning this game 24. I mean, I mean, I got Green Bay winning this game 27 to 24. Over the Rams. Okay. Over the Rams. Uh, another game, another game where I want to pick the Los Angeles Rams to win this game. I'm going to keep it real. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been very good in the playoffs. He hasn't been very good the last couple of years he's been to the playoffs. He wasn't good last year. He wasn't good the year before he got there. Uh, the year before, he wasn't good. So, a part of me is saying, does McNaggy uh, come up with a better game plan? Green Bay, do they stay clicking on all centers against this defense? And the answer is no. I don't think they do. Hmm. 
I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Green Bay Packers this Saturday at Lambeau. And it's all tentatively if Aaron Donald can play. If Aaron Donald can't play, Packers will win this game. Aaron Donald will be disruptive in that front. And I know Aaron can move around. I know Rodgers can move around with his legs. But let me tell you something. 99 breaks through triple teams. <laughs> and I've seen, I seen 99 sack Russell Wilson with one hand. One hand with two people hanging on him. This defense from the Rams is nasty. Mm-hmm. They are violent. They are vicious. And they have nothing to lose up here. Jalen Ramsey... And Devontae Adams, sign me up. <laughs> I'm going to have snacks and angry orchards and wine everywhere in my house <laughs> to watch 20 and 17 do battle. I look forward to that. But I think Ramsey wins that matchup. I think he's more physical. I think he is not at all phased by that cold weather. Because we all know what Ramsey used to be, used to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. He wants to win. With Jalen Ramsey being a former Florida State Seminole black man, you know, especially he wants to win. Mm-hmm. And he plays like it. Yeah, he does. I'm going to say it's close. I'm going to say it's low scoring. I'm going to take the Rams 20 to 17 mm. to knock off the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Pending if Aaron Donald plays. (laughs) If Aaron Donald doesn't play, you can flip that around. Green Bay 2017. I got to do it. All right, let's move along, man. Round three. Round three. Sunday, 640 on Fox. Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. The third matchup. Saints won the first two matchups. The second matchup was a complete blowout on Sunday Night Football. Black, where you at, man? Brady back in New Orleans. Who wins this game and why? Oh, man. It's Tom Brady, man. It's playoff football. Like, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Tom Brady in playoff football time. So, I'm going to stick with that monster. Okay. I'm going to pick. Tampa Bay was my pick to get to get to an AFC championship. NFC. I mean, NFC championship. I'm sorry. And I'm going to stick with that pick. I think, I think offensively, Tom Brady is going to be clicking. Like I said, Tom Brady usually when he doesn't have a good performance in one game, he come back. He usually he's usually lights out, and I think that's what we're going to see uh, on Sunday in New Orleans with Tom Brady. I think I think New Orleans will come and be be gamed and defense. I think the defense will look well, but I don't think it would be enough. I'm going. I got I got Tampa winning this game by seven. Ooh. I got them winning this game um, thirty to thirty seven. Okay, I got you. I mean, 37 to 30. I'm sorry. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, uh, same here. Um, honestly, this was probably the easiest pick for me out of these four games. I just think Tampa gets it done. I don't see I don't see Tom Brady losing three times in one team mm-hmm. in one season. I just don't see it. New Orleans looked okay yesterday, but they didn't look like they could beat Tampa. Mm-mm. That's Tampa's it. offense is clicking. They look a lot better than the first two times they played them. The second time they played them, that was AB first game. Mm-hmm. He just literally got there. I just don't see it. I'm going to go a step further. I got Bucks 40 to 30 over the Saints in New Whoa, Orleans. by 10. I think they open it up on New Orleans. Drew Brees is going to have to match Tom Brady. 
And I don't know if Breeze can be Breeze. He still looks a little sensitive. Now, will Breeze be ready to go? Yeah. He going to be ready to go. Will he be ready for the challenge? I, I think he will. But look, man, this offense for the Bucks is pick your poison. Jones will be back. Mm -hmm. Those receivers are clicking. And I love how A.B. is over the top. I love what's the other receiver? Uh, Mike Evans. Mike oh, we're talking about Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, yeah. he's owning the underneath now. So it's like they figured it out. And who in God's name is going to do something? Because you know Lattimore and Evans don't like each other. <laughs> so you know they don't like each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I just think Thomas possessed. And you forgetting one key thing. What's that? Gronk is in this football yes, game. Yes, he is. And Lord have mercy, <laughs> what you going to do with him? I got the Bucks. 40 to 30, mm -hmm. advancing to the NFC Championship game, knocking off the Saints. Now, I could be wrong, but man, I just got a really good feeling about my pick. Bucks advancing to the NFC Championship game. All right, Black, I say this was for last on purpose. Oh, yes, sir. Here we go. Saturday, Saturday night. Beautiful. 8.15 on NBC. My favorite telecast to watch football on, even though I love Tony Romo. But I love these games on NBC. Ravens. Bills. The nightcap on Saturday. Black, who wins this game and why? D, I'm nervous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ner I'm nervous, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this football game. Like we just said about Buffalo, they, Buffalo wasn't very impressive. They did what they had to do, and then if it wasn't for some boneheads plays by coaching on the Indianapolis uh, side – We'd be talking about something different, but Buffalo Bills did what they had to do. Josh Allen made the plays he needed to make down the field in the second half. I think the key of this game is going to be the run game for Buffalo. Will he be able to run the ball? And will that defense be able to contain Lamar Jackson? Yeah. I really truly believe Josh Allen would be able to get the ball downfield on his defense. I just think that connection with 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 Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley coming over the middle, taking care of everything. I think it's going to be hard for 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 the Ravens to stop that. I really do. This game is going to be tight. D, I'm still going to stay with my pick. I'm going to kick pick Buffalo. I think Josh mm. Allen. I think Josh Allen comes up big time in this football game. I have Buffalo winning this game, thirty one. I mean, 31 to 27 in advance to the AFC Championship. Wow. I was wondering where you was with it. Well, for me, I'm going the other way. <laughs> I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Ravens to win 24 to 23. I think this game is going to be a classic. I think this game is going to be Lamar Jackson hearing how Josh Allen is better now. Lamar Jackson is hearing how Josh Allen should be the MVP this year, how he is, how he has ascended over him. Now, I've said it. ESPN has said it. Fox Sports 1 has said it. A lot of people have said it. But this is a different animal that the Buffalo Bills are facing. The Ravens don't respect them. The Ravens have an attitude problem. <laughs> they got rough riders on the field. And they got a quarterback who is by far the most talented on the field. Josh Allen is talented. He can run it and he can throw it deep. But let me tell you something. You can't teach 4-2-4-3. That's what it sounds like when Lamar Jackson runs. Mm -hmm. You can't teach that run game. You can't teach that defense. 
Marcus Peter and them boys, they're going to be hitting people in the mouth. And Stephon Diggs, biggest challenge of the year. He got a gangster in his face. Mm-hmm. He got a rough rider in his face. And Marcus Peters is going to try to make sure it's a long night for <laughs> Stephon Diggs. It's going to be cold in Buffalo. And the Ravens ain't phased because it's cold in Baltimore. <laughs> I'm going to take the Ravens on a special performance by Lamar Jackson to sneak out a win. Last second field goal by Tuck. <laughs> 24 23 Ravens advance to the AFC Championship game. Mm. Boy. Yes, mm. sir. Yes, sir. I'm going with it. So we got division around happening this weekend. I'm excited. Black's excited. We know all of our football fans are out there excited. Hope you guys get to plop down somewhere and have your favorite snacks and your beers and your wine and your fruit juices and your pizzas and your burgers or whatever it is. And enjoy division around because the sports has to be back the next day breaking it all down. All right, Black, before we get out of here, man, the Jacksonville Jaguars, now we're waiting on some news. We just waiting, man. We never get news while we doing the show, Never man. get no breaking news. Godly, watch tomorrow break or something, man. Watch it go. Watch we get oh, breaking news man. once we finish the show. <laughs> well, how about that? Because that, that's how it always happens. Oh, boy, it's but, crazy. Um, yeah, you know, uh, man, well, we all know Urban Meyer was down here. He was on Shaw Collins' boat on Friday night. Apparently, this was the third meeting between the two sides. And rumors are that Urban is assembling the staff. And he wants total control of the roster and everything like that. And, and Shaw Khan is assumingly willing to give him that. Pay him up to tw- 10 to $12 million a year. We've been hearing all the positives, all the good stuff. But we haven't got the official word. Now, our, uh, our Jaguar reporter correspondent, Rashad, he couldn't help himself. Rashad said a five-minute clip. Oh! It was going on, but we're not going to play the whole five minutes. We're going to play a little snippet of Rashad's thoughts leading up to potential moves from the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, this week, hopefully. Sports desk, what's going on, man? It's your boy Rashad with Rashad's Corner. Just want to tell everybody a happy new year. You know, thank you for supporting the sports desk, you know, all last year. And hope that y'all continue to support us, man. You know, everything's growing up. Numbers are growing. You know, we we, we we trying to do it. Trying to do the right thing in 2021, man. Keep bringing this content. Keep talking about the things that y'all want to hear in uh, 21. So, um, I'm here. I'm back. You know, last year was pretty rough for me, man. Um... As a Jaguar fan, it was rough, but uh, it was some things that went down, you know, in, in, the, in the past couple of weeks when I wasn't talking to y'all, uh, I, I, it, it was nothing to talk about, you know, I, it, it, it just really wasn't, not with this team, not with the direction they were going in, you know, we were stuck in number two pick for a long time, and um, all of a sudden, magic happened, uh, we ended up getting a number one pick. Uh, they end up losing 15 straight, fired Doug Marone, Jim was already fired. Um, rumors started circulating about who the next potential coach could be. When I first heard it, I was just like, nah, that, that's not going to happen, man. That, that's, that's too good to be true. You can't line up uh, going from, it's no way we go get Trevor Lawrence to, oh man, we got Trevor, then... You go from that to go hire Urban, too. So I just was like, man, it's no way that's going to happen. And it just keep happening, kept happening, kept happening. From my understanding, 
Mm. The announcement will be made tomorrow that Urban Meyer will be the head coach of the Jaguars. Mm. And if you ask me, I know I'm a Jaguar fan. I know I get excited. But all seriousness, with the track record that Urban have in two years, this team will be in the Super Bowl. Mm. That might sound crazy with the roster that we have right now. But if you look at the roster, the offense isn't that bad. I think the offense was is really a quarterback away from being a very decent offense. You got two first rounders, two second rounders. You got a hundred million dollars in cap space. You can go get whatever it is that you want to upgrade this team. Definitely upgrade this defense in free agency. Um, you know we got Leonard Williams may come out, may be a, a potential target. Um, if if the Giants let him go. You got uh, it's a, it's a cornerback in Green Bay. I forgot what dude name is, but I throw throw all kind of money at him. Um, if Denver don't want Von Miller no more, I'm throwing money at Von Miller too. You got a hundred million. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the safety and free agency too. So if you structure these contracts well, you can get all these players. But the main thing is we got Trevor and Urban man. If you got Trevor and Urban, it's going to turn around so quick. You know, I, 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 we welcome all the bandwagoners, man. If you're a bandwagoner, <laughs> come, come, come on, man. We, 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 we'll welcome you. We understand you don't want to support a loser, but we're going to welcome you. Come on in the stadium. You know, have you a good time. But um, I just want to give y'all that update. from, Like I say, from my understanding, Urban is going to be the coach tomorrow. So, um, we here, man. We here, man. We here all 2021. Um, I'll pop in every once in a while and, and, and give y'all some updates when I hear about fragrant moves and stuff like that. You know, I'll pop in and out, man. But we basically got this thing rolling, man. So, um, I just want to give y'all a little update, man. Check in with you a little bit. But uh, from August to January, you go hear from Rashad by these Jaguars. You know, and I'm telling you, it it, 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 it it's going to be a point where the sports desk is going to have to take out time to talk about the Jaguars, man, because we here. We here. <laughs> it, 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 old Jaguars, that's over with. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, man, this is Rashad with, this, with my corner, Rashad's corner, talking about them Jags, man. I'll pop in with y'all later, man. Yes, sir, man. Shout out to Rashad, man. Rashad, I couldn't turn it off. No, nah, I had. We needed to hear that. Rashad was dropping some gems, man. There he was. Shout out to our guy Rashad, man. He does an excellent job with Rashad's corner coming in. Cause me and Black just ain't had a heart to talk Jaguars this year. Man, it's been tough, man. Yeah, and we got a diehard fan who is just not gonna lay down in our guy Rashad, and we really appreciate him coming in week in and week out, even when it was hard. He came in here. He talked about them Jaguars. There was a point where we, he gave up there a little he, bit. He was hurt. He was hurt bad. He was too down. And could you he blame him? No, you couldn't. You couldn't blame him. Like, he died hard with it, bro. Yes, died see, my hard. dog was in London while the Jaguars was getting 50 put on their head. Damn, he man. went to London to see that in person. That's crazy. Shout man. out to Rashad, man. We really appreciate him showing us love, man, uh, with Rashad's corner sports desk. All right, real black. Real black. Real quick, black, before we get out of here, Deshaun Watson. Will he or won't he be a Houston Texan next season? Uh, he will not be. Okay. He will not. Reasons being, um, the Houston Texans has disregarded anything uh, Deshaun Watson cares about. 
And we seen that in the hiring of the GM and not giving Eric Bieniemy an interview. So I think Deshaun Watson will waive his no trade clause. And I think he will be on the move. I have an idea where, mm. but I know we're going to discuss that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, It's hard, man. It's hard. I want Deshaun gone. I want him gone. But I think Houston going to play hardball. They going to ask for a king's ransom. <laughs> Give him the ransom. Give him the ransom. John Watson, a top five quarterback in football. Yes, he is. This man led the league in passing with a putrid offense, a putrid coordinator, a putrid head coach. The Houston Texans are a laughing stock. They're just as bad as the Jaguars, mm. in my opinion. But they got a superstar quarterback, but they don't know what to do with him. I also think that Sean Watson will be on the move. If he's smart, he'll get out. He'll get out. He needs to. He'll get out. And I hope he's going to, because I love number four. I love him. I love him since he was at Clemson, and I love him in Houston. So, yeah, I do think he's on the move. All right, but let's do some all-pro selections, man. We have some all-pro selections from the NFL. Let's just do uh, offense first. You got Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, uh, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, unanimous, David Batari, offensive lineman from the Packers, Quentin Nelson, offensive lineman for the Colts, Corey Lindsey, Offensive lineman from the Packers. They got two All-Pros on their team. Wow. Brandon Scurf, Washington football team lineman. And Jack Konickel, offensive lineman from the Bears. So that's their first team all-offense. First team all-defense, T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, uh, DeForest Buckner, Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Tyron Matthew, Buda Baker, and Mika Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. are your um, all-pro first-team defense. Any gripes there, Black? Any issues? Uh, no gripes there. I think they got. I think the NFL got that right this year. Mm-hmm. They got it right. No gripes. Everybody that needs to be on there. Very shout out to uh, Xavier Howard, man, leading mm-hmm. the league in picks this year. He mm-hmm. played insane this year. So shout out to him on being a first-time all-pro. Absolutely. All right, we're going to transition into college football just for a second. We got the national championship game taking place tonight. The Crimson Tide versus the Buckeyes. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit of college football. All right, all right, all right. It is time for the national championship game. All right. Black, let's talk real quick, man. I know we kind of gave our predictions and talked about everything last week. But we got the Tide. We got the Buckeyes getting ready to kick off here in probably less than 30 minutes. Black, what do you expect to see tonight? What do you hope to see uh, tonight in this national championship game? Because you took uh, the Crimson Tide to win the title, correct? Yes, sir. I believe we get a good competitive football game. Um... Just got an alert on my phone. Yeah, does it concern me a little? Ohio State has three key pieces out on the defensive side of the ball oh, Lord. because of COVID. 13 players overall out on in this football game because of COVID. They're uh 
their main kicker is not playing in this game. Oh, so um, I don't know. Will that be a a, a big concern? Right. I ho- I hope probably it will, but I hope not. I believe Justin Fields is going to be game to come to play. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Mac Jones, uh, Devontae Smith, Nigel Harris, and if if they're saying what is true, Waddle is playing. He playing tonight, and so could Waddle have an impact on 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 that ankle? We shall see. That's just another weapon you have to worry about for the Crimson Tide. But I think uh, Clemson. I mean, I think uh, Alabama, this game will be close early, but I think in the second half, fourth quarter, Alabama puts this game to bed. I'm just hoping for a great game. I'm hoping for a great game. I don't really have a horse in this race, but I did take the Buckeyes to upset the Crimson Tide, but I got that alert as well. 13 total players, six starters or something like that out, three starters out, main kicker out. That worries me. That worries me, but I'm not going to hedge my bet, man. I'm going to stick in with Justin Fields. The formula is out there to beat Alabama, and Justin Fields has those abilities. He can run it. He can throw it. He can take over a football game. It's going to take that and then some to knock off the Crimson Tide. So I ain't going to hedge my bet, but don't get it twisted. I firmly believe that Alabama probably going to roll these boys at some point in the fourth quarter. I'm just hoping for a great Game, so we are watching it. We're watching all the pregame stuff. Um, it's dope to see how they give these kids all these spotlights over and over again. National championship game set to kick off here in less than uh 30 minutes. Um, yeah, in less than 30 minutes. And, and watch out for Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon tonight, the running back for oh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, forget watch about him. him, he could be a key, key piece yeah. in Ohio State. And he could keep that offense game. on the sideline, yeah, yeah. Could possibly win this game. All right, Black, let's show some love, man, to the Heisman Trophy winner, man. Uh, Devontae Smith, named your Heisman Trophy winner. First skill position player, wide receiver to win. Uh, excuse me, first wide receiver, not skill position, because running backs have won it. To win it since 1995 when Charles Woodson. 91. Huh? 91. 1991? Nine, first time since 1991. Charles Woodson was a 95. Oh, you said Charles Woodson. Yeah, yeah. I thought you should have said since, receiver no, since, since Desmond Charles, Howard. Yeah, since. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, Woodson played on both sides. Yeah, on both but, sides. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since Desmond Howard career as wide receiver in 91. Dang, we old. But, uh, <laughs> Devontae Smith, well deserved, Black? Well deserved. The thing that shocked me about this one, D, I picked him to win, but I didn't know it, the voting would be that far off. <laughs> He won this clear-handedly. Big time. Big time. And I'm starting to think uh, with the way the votes went, I, I was cool with where everybody was, but with Trask, did they put that performance in Oklahoma? Did people look at that? Were, they, were, still, were people still voting then when that game happened? Was, Probably. Was, I, I'm trying to think, did that come into play or why Trask finished fourth? Probably. So I'm, I, I was kind of concerned there, but um, Devontae won this thing. <laughs> it was clear cut. It was clear cut. Like I and I, I'm I'm happy for him, man, to see him win the game, man. And 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 if anybody haven't seen his speech, man, y'all go y'all go to YouTube and look at it, man. One of the great speeches speeches by Heisman winner, yeah. in my opinion. Like we we I've the kid was talking from the heart. Yeah. Like it was it was amazing to see him uh horse that Heisman trophy and get that uh and and a big a big uh, a big deal for him, man, coming from, from his background in New Orleans, man. So, shout out to Devontae Smith. Very well-deserved Heisman Trophy winner this year. 
Yeah, I'm excited for him. Very happy for the kid. Um, I wasn't surprised it was a landslide. I mean, if you look at him the last four weeks of the college football season, who was better? Who was better? He separated himself from Mac Jones, his own teammate who was throwing him the ball. <laughs> Catching in the, the touchdowns and the, the just the moments that he had, I wasn't surprised. But, hey, all you uh, – Kyle Trask supporters out there with him finishing fourth pipe down. You lost to Brad Johnson Jr. You lost the SEC championship game. And you got bam-bammed in the Cotton Bowl. You can't lose three in a row. You can't do that. You can't do that and expect to finish and win the Heisman. If the season ended in week nine, Trask would have been the Heisman. But that's not how this works. When Kyle Trask had opportunity to win championships, he didn't. When Kyle Trask had opportunities to stand out of being the best player on the field, he didn't do that. He didn't. Kyle Trask had a phenomenal season. He's declared and will go on to the NFL, but let's keep it a buck. I mean, Trevor Lawrence missed two games due to COVID. He rectified the loss that Clemson had against Notre Dame in the AC Championship game, and we all saw what happened. Trevor Lawrence was the best player on that field that day. And, uh, and I know what they're going to say, Black. Well, uh, Florida, 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 Florida. Ah, 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 ah. Notre Dame made the college football playoff. So you know what that says? Notre Dame was better than the Florida Gators this year. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Lawrence knocked them off in the AC Championship game like he didn't even belong. Hmm. So I have no problem with Trevor Lawrence finishing second. Now, our very own college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, said he shouldn't even been invited. I beg to differ, said. He should have been there because when he was available and he was on the field, who was better? Only one player, Devontae Smith, the man who deserved to win it. <laughs> and that's my piece on it. So shout out to Devontae Smith. Happy for him. You know who he's going to be in the NFL? Marvin Harrison. You Remember think I so? Said that. Marvin Harrison. Remember I said that. Okay. He's small. His build is small, but he got good feet. He can run great routes, and he's tough. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a long career in the NFL. He's going to make a lot of Pro Bowls. I think he's going to be the next Marvin Harrison, especially if he can get with a team, you know, that's going to take care of him. And the way the Miami Dolphins are positioned with the third pick overall, I can see him in Miami with his mm. old running mate. Sipping on some scissors. Sipping on some. All right. Um, that's gonna. Oh, real quick, Michigan. What y'all doing? Michigan. Y'all sign Harbaugh to a five year. Say Jim Harbaugh. Why? Why Michigan? Why Jim Harbaugh? What's the reason? How long Harbaugh been in Michigan? Five years already. You think more than that. What he did? Nothing. Had he made the playoff? Nothing. Has he won a Big Ten? Nothing. Has he beat Ohio State? Nothing. Michigan. Nothing. What y'all doing? Pop, call me, Pop. Talk nothing. to me, Pop. What y'all doing bringing Harbaugh back? Nothing. D, nothing. Egregious. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nobody else out there available. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But we'll see what they can do. So, Michigan, if y'all want to keep being trash, if y'all want to not keep bringing in top recruits at the quarterback position, y'all keep hanging in there with old Jim Harbaugh. I mean, just egregious. All right, man. I think this would be like the last time we talk about college football, man, until signing day. No, man, yeah. So this is this is pretty much it for college football. Um it's been a fun season, Black, right? Been a yeah. fun season. With been college. very man, very exciting. Just like it is every year, man. It just seems like college football goes by so fast. 
But man, we got a lot of great stuff from college football. Yep. Especially in the pandemic, still got oh, yeah. great college football, man. Great games, and great moments, I'm excited. Yeah. We're all we're always sad here at the sports desk when college football ends. But uh, like D said, man, um, we got recruiting coming up, so we're gonna be covering recruiting very heavy this yes. year. But um, this is it, man. Tonight, this is it. Is this is the cap on everything for college football for a while? But uh, we're going to enjoy this last one while we can, my boy. Yeah, looking forward to it. That's why I hope it's a great game. Hope it's a great game. All right, we're going to transition out of college football. We're going to start by the NBA, and then we're going to get out of here. Lakers are five. <laughs> You trash! You not hooping! All right, Black, let's cover what the week was in the National Basketball Association. And of course, let's start off with none other than the new <laughs> best record in basketball, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Los Angeles! of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers! Man, Nate say that with so much passion. Mm, he yeah, just he say do. that with so much passion. Yeah, he LeBron do. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. All right, Black, let's kick it off, man, with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are now now have the best record in basketball, uh, sitting at 8-3. and three. Funny how a difference a week makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last 10 games, the Lakers are 8-2. and two. Black, just what are your thoughts on the Lakers this past week? As we went on the roll, we, we uh, faced the Spurs. Uh, we went to Houston last night and got a dub. Um, just overall, how do you think the Lakers are looking at this point in the season? Um, Lakers playing good basketball, man. It's the NBA, we got a long season ahead of us. Yes, but they uh they have been looking good. Wasn't too happy about the Spurs game, but they had played them twice and like I think the last they had them played back them to twice and back to back. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it wasn't surprising that the Spurs got the win over them in one of those games. But um, I want to go to last night. You know that Houston game. I feel like the Lakers made a point. They drugged the Houston Rockets last night. <laughs> they drugged the Houston Rockets. But you want to know what I seen, D? I seen something yesterday in in uh, Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. I think that's a twin. Mm-hmm. We ain't biking down from no nobody, bro. No, sir. We ain't no soft team, bro. No, sir. Boogie, you my boy, but you you was dead wrong. You flow. You was dead wrong, you bro. You flow. And the the not the audacity of you to put your elbow in the king's face. face. Disgusting. Despicable. I thought that was your man. I thought that was your boy. But it's cool though. You it's know cool. what I'm saying? It's the king cool. got up, yeah. brushed sure, that yeah. off. You know, yeah, 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 it's it's yeah. cool. Yeah. But when that boy Marcus Morris came at you though, uh, you ain't want that. You ain't want no parts of that. You ain't want none of that. You ain't want one none of that. You want to go walk off to the bench and go uh-huh. sit on the bench. You uh-huh. ain't want uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah, You yeah. ain't want no parts of that. So I was happy to see that 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 toughness. Mm-hmm. You know, seems like Marcus uh, Morris is going to be the guy who bring that brings that to the mm-hmm. to the Lakers this year. 
with Rondo not being there and mm-hmm. Dwight not being there. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see that. But total dominance yesterday against Houston. A I felt it, it felt like it was kind of a statement. A That's what I felt. I a felt like it was that they was out to make a statement a because this right here was potentially one of the, the biggest road games by far so far, so far in the year. This, this season. And, and the Lakers made a statement. A A A D looking look look good with twenty seven points. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. Impressed what I saw from him. And then you know of course the king gonna be the king. Yes, he is. Uh, impressed by uh, Caldwell Pope and the role players. I love what I'm seeing. I, I love the way that they're using uh, Thornton. How THT. Uh, THT. I love the way they're using him, D. I love what they're doing with him. Everything that the Lakers are doing is looking good so far. I love the way they're passing the ball, the way they're playing defense. I just hope we continue to keep this going on. It's a long season. Uh, this is just beginning, man. This just the beginning. So uh, I'm enjoying everything that we that I'm seeing from the Lakers. Absolutely, uh, Lakers had a very good week. I do want to highlight one point, uh, one thing this week that was terrible. Um, when we were closing out that Memphis game, I mean, what the hell was that, Lakers? Like everybody turning the ball over, LeBron turning it over, the the Memphis Grizzlies shooting their way back into the game, almost tying the game. Like we were up seven points in the last minute, and just a complete blunder. Uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers, we end up winning the game, but let's clean it up, guys. Let's not give that up. Another concern I have for the Lakers is, is Mark Gasol. Defensively, man, it ain't working. <laughs> it, it ain't working right now defensively. Offensively, he is helping us. He's a great passer out of the post. Him and LeBron play very well on the offense, but man, we got to get another big. I'm at this point. Go back and get JaVale from Cleveland. Go back and get them. Now, there's rumors that the Sacramento Kings could wave Hassan Whiteside. Mm. They could wave Hassan Whiteside. And if they do that, Lakers need to be at the front of the line. Mm. They go get him because we need some athleticism. Trez is 6'7". He's a 6'7 big. And we know we got to deal with Joker. We got to deal with Nurkic. You know, we're going to need some athletic size. And at this point, I'm like, go back and get JaVale. Go yeah. get something that can move around because Marcus all began four fives in two minutes. And that's not good. That's not good. I mean, besides that, we're playing well. The king is being the king of Demarcus. Demarcus Cousin, you <laughs> sicken me. You disgust me. And all you Twitter hounds out there, y'all act like he ended the king career. Y'all act like he broke the king. Y'all shut your mouths. Shut your mouths. That was uncalled for, and that was a dirty attempt on the king. <laughs> but as the king rose, so did the Lakers. And we whooped them boys. I mean, every time I looked around, King James was taking up from half court, yamming, reverse dunking, slashing, yakak, putting it on them boys. Get them out of here by 20. Trash. DeMarcus Cousins, clean it up. <laughs> clean it up, DeMarcus Cousins. Overall, very impressed with the Lakers. Best record in the league, sitting at 8 and 3. Don't really have no, uh, not too many complaints. Very early on in the season. Happy the Lakers kind of got their act together, went undefeated on that road trip. We got another road trip that we're uh, uh, on right now. So, very happy, very impressed with the Lakers. Not really too much for me just yet. D, I want to say one more thing, mm. man, about the King. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Yes, sir. But the science mm. of basketball. Ooh, check him out. The science okay. for the King to touch a ball <laughs> and it just glide off his hands. And to go all the way to the other end of the court. It's a beautiful science. It is. It is. It's a beautiful science and a beautiful thing to watch. Tremendous. That by far is going to be the best pass of the year. Tremendous. 
tremendous. I was, I was, I was just in awe. So special. You know, and the, and the, ten, and the king continues to give us awe moments, bro. Year 18. Year 18. Year 18. We've never seen LeBron that. Not, not in that type of... Le- LeBron Not James. in that way. We've seen him throw half-court passes, but not in that way. Mm-mm. It just looked like it was just... Such he skill. barely took... He Such barely skill. touched the ball, bruh. Such skill, my boy. Like, as soon as it came off a rim and just touched his fingertips, it was on the, at the other half of the court. Such skill. Man, amazing by yes. the king. Like, we're getting it already. We only, what, eight, ten games, 10 games in? Yeah, yeah. We're getting it already, man. Shout out to LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely. All right, man, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about Kyrie Irving. Now, we can't speculate because we don't know. But Kyrie Irving last week took a abrupt leave of absence from his team. His coaches couldn't get in contact with him. Ownership can't get in contact with him. And it further came out and said, it further came out and he said that, hey, I just didn't want to play personal reasons. And Kyrie Irving has missed the last three games. And currently right now, the uh, Brooklyn Nets are 12th in the Eastern uh, Conference. Uh, let me look at that again. Not, no, they're tenth in the Eastern Conference with a five and six record. They're four and six in their last ten games. No, Kyrie Durant just returned from COVID protocol. But back to Kyrie. Number one, if Kyrie Irving does have something going on personal, he says he does. I got to take him at his word. I'm not here to talk about what somebody got going on personal. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to cover sports. But let me let me say this. When you're employed somewhere and somebody's paying you millions of millions of dollars, at least the, the thing that you can at least do is pick up the phone, phone and inform your team what's going on with you. Instead of just doing what you want to do on your own dime and having this organization looking like a basket case. I don't like how Kyrie moves when he does things like this. He is all world talent. But I say it again. He is a headache. And how much we are 10 games into the season. And again, if Kyrie got something personal going on, by all means, I pray that everything's okay with him and his family. I truly do. But listen here, man. Y'all got to get it together in Brooklyn. Because if it was me and I was a general manager, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be trading Kyrie Irving for James Harden straight up. Hmm. And I would have been done it. So I don't know what it is, Kyrie. I don't. I think you was wrong, man. I think you was wrong for not informing your team. And your teammates had to inform your head coach because you wouldn't talk to Steve Nash. Why? Steve Nash ain't done nothing. He's just trying to see what's up with you. Black, what's your comments on Kyrie just basically vanishing from the Brooklyn Nets? Bro, he's an ass, bro. Oh, my God. I'm like, bro, I know you're going to give him all the credit. I mean, not credit, but if he got something going on with his family, okay, I'm a, I am have a family. You have, yeah. I understand that. Okay. But he's an ass, bro. Like, I'm sick of all the antics, bro. Like, be a man, bro. Do, do what men do. Move how men move. Mm. Like you just said, be a man. Call your coach. I ought to call my coach personally. What do you have against Steve Nash? What has he done wrong? He just been there. Ten, he just got the job. First year head coach. Why not let this man know? Why put him in a position where he got to go talk to the media and say he haven't heard from you? Or he haven't heard anything or what's going on with you? You already have Kevin Durant out. And then it's just ironic because Durant goes out and then you go out. 
Like what? What? What's really going on? You don't want to carry the weight with LeBron, with KD being out. Ooh. Is it something really going on? And if it is, I apologize. Mm-hmm. 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 But let's move the right way. I'm like, ten games in, and we already like this is this is what I'm talking about right here. We already talking about you. <laughs> we not midway. We just the first ten games in. And we talking about you in a negative light. And they the tenth seed in the East, by the way. Kyrie, let's get it together. Move the right way, man. Move the right way. Maybe if you stop burning them damn incense, you have some. You <laughs> you can use your head the right way. Like, come on, man. Let's 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 be better than that, man. Don't leave your team hanging. Not no one know what's going on with you. Come on, man. Let's be better than that. Stop, Kyrie, let's stop the BS, man. Come on. <laughs> that boy black so hard. <laughs> that boy black so hard, man. <laughs> um, like I said, man, uh, we're going to move along from Kyrie, and we hope Kyrie is doing just fine. Seriously, we do. Uh, let's move along to Steph Curry. Black, I'm going to read some numbers off. Steph Curry this season, 11 games in. He's averaging 30.6 points per game, 6.8 assists, 5 rebounds, 1.2 steals per game, shooting 45% from the field, 40% from three-point, and 95% from free throw, uh, free throw land. Uh, MVP numbers, wouldn't you say? MVP numbers. Now, I clarified my comments with Steph Curry earlier on in the show, and y'all have already heard that. But in all seriousness, man, I want to highlight something that you said earlier in the show, Black. Steph is playing like it has to be him and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like the attitude adjustment that he's made, and he's going out there and just putting up shots. He's putting up shots, and he's making a lot of things happening. So Steph Curry is looking very, very impressive in his last five games. He's put up 62-point games, a 40-point game, a 36-point game. Looking, looking real good for Steph Curry. Black, Markel Fultz. Mm. Markel Fultz, man. I, I picked him to be the most improved player of the year. The kid was looking tremendous. At the beginning of the season, the Magic was as far as the fourth seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. And last week, man, he tore his ACL. It's like the man can't catch a break. Black, what are, you th- what are your thoughts on Markel Fultz's journey, man? Just just tough, man. The kid just did put, put in so much work on rearranging his game. Yeah. Learning how to shoot again. Learning how to yeah. do the things it takes to be a basketball player. And for this to happen, man, it sucks, man. The kid was... The kid was was playing good basketball. He was playing good basketball, you know. So far, he had the Magic playing well. Magic look, really looked good in these in this in these first couple of weeks of the NBA season, and then to have a setback like this, man, is huge. But I hope he have he I hope he has a speedy recovery, man, and he can get back out there, and we'll see him again next season. I agree. It's tough. I was watching the. Uh, I was actually watching the game, actually. I had turned the game on. Just let me check out the magic. And he turned around that corner, man, and the leg just gave out. And you just saw the knee just buck him. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't let this kid tear his ACL. And they quickly confirmed that he did. So just best wishes, well wishes to Markel Fultz. He's young. The way medicine is going, these kids come back from ACLs very fast, stronger, and better than ever. Um, so we rooting for you, Markel Fultz. Uh, get better, man, and come back quickly and better than ever. All right. Real quick, black cool moment, man. The Ball Brothers, Zoe and Mello, on the same court. The first time you had two top two, top three. Excuse me, two top three picks at point guard from uh, same brothers. First time in history that's happened. 
Uh, LeVar Ball end up telling the truth after all, Black. Uh, how did you feel seeing Zoe and Melo on the same court the other night, man? It was it was it was awesome to watch, man. Two cool. brothers playing, cool. like you said, both being top five picks. Yeah, it was it was it was it was awesome to watch, man. I just I loved everything that we got to see in that basketball game from them and they brothers, man. They competed. It was really fun to watch, man. But Lamelo is going to be something special, man. This yes. kid is on his way. Yes, he is. Um, I think he's by far the best ball brother of the three. Ooh. You know, by so far, you by said? far, by far, I really Ooh. do, man. Uh, this kid, he has the talent. Like offensively, he has the talent, man, to be probably potentially be one of the great point guards. Move, uh, as you know, depending on how his career goes. Like this kid has all the talent in the world. Um, I love I love him with uh with the Hornets, man. It just it, it just looks it looks fun with the Hornets. Like if they're playing, you you want to watch and see what Lamelo Ball does, you know. So and then you know with 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 what Terry Rozier is doing lately, like it's it's it's, cr- yeah. it's crazy to watch the Hornets, bridges, man. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited, man, for for the Ball brothers, man. For that's that was a big moment in basketball. Uh, on on the game that they played, man. So shout out to them and um, looking forward to many many more games like that between the two. Absolutely, man. I was very excited to see it, man. I, I love the Ball family. Uh, I love Lavar. I love Lamelo. I love uh, 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 Lonzo. I love them all. I love the whole family, man. It was really cool to see both of them on the floor at the same time. Very dope to see. Um, just shout out Lavar Ball again. He told y'all, and I love the t-shirts and the hats that he wears. Say, I told you so. I told you so. Hopefully, Jello could keep working on this game and, and possibly get an opportunity one day. But um, it was very, very cool to see. Black says Melo is by far better than Zoe. I don't think it's by far just yet. Mm. I think Zoe is the better defensive player. I think Zoe is the better point guard. But I think Melo, mm. I think Melo has the more talent offensively. Mm. Gonna put butts in the seat so I can see why you said that. <laughs> but just looking at their games, I don't know if it's by far yet. I think and Zoe is getting better at shooting, man. He's starting to catch the ball and shoot it. Like his form is looking better. So Zoe ain't done yet, Black. Okay. This is fourth year. So he ain't done yet, but I will agree with you. I love Melo. I will be ordering his jersey, and it will be going up next to Trevor Lawrence's when I get that one. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the Barbers, man. Excellent, excellent uh, thing to see them on the court at the same time. All right, man, we're going to get to some other news, and we're going to wrap it up. All right, here we go, here we go. All right, big news for the UFC, man. The MMA Worldwide Leader will be back on TV. When I say TV, I'm saying broadcast network TV where you don't have to pay to see it. We have UFC Fight Night from Abu Dhabi this Saturday night at 3 o'clock on ABC. And, man, you got two great fights, man, to end the night. You got at welterweight, you got the legend Carlos Condit making his return against another legend, Matt Brown. Oh, okay. That's going to be a good one. That's a one. great fight. Yeah. Great welterweight scrap between the two Wiley Ventures. I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. They may have fought before, but I have to look it up. But Condit's warrior and Brown's warrior. ABC got a good one in that. Next up, the main event. We have the return of Bless. Max Holloway, former light uh, weight champion, making his return at 21 and 6, getting in there against a very dangerous knockout artist in Calvin Qatar at 22 and 4. I'm looking forward to this fight as well. 
I believe Max got robbed of the rematch with Volkanovski. I believe Max should right now be the light uh, weight champ. And it's going to be tough for Max to get in there. They fight Volkanovski again because Volkanovski got two wins over him. I hate that rule. If I beat him twice, why well, I got to fight him again? Well, if he's the best available opponent, you need to fight him. Mm -hmm. That's just in my opinion, especially in MMA. But on ABC... Holloway, Qatar, headlining that card this Saturday, 3 o'clock on ABC. It's going to be a hard watch because you got the playoffs going on at the same time yeah. on CBS. But me and Black, we're MMA fans, so we're going to sneak our head in there to see what's going on. And next Saturday, man, we're going to talk about a lot more coming up on the next episode of Sports Desk, UFC 257. Conor McGregor, the <laughs> return of the notorious one, is back on pay-per-view Cannot wait to see this. McGregor, Dustin Poirier 2, big fight, Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. We'll be covering that leading up to the fight on the next sports desk. And like I reported in my What Did You Do In Camp segment earlier in the show, Dougie P has been relieved of his duties with the Philadelphia Eagles. And rumors are already swirling that he is the prime candidate for the New York Jets job. Mm. He has a strong relationship with some of the management with the Jets. And a lot of people like Chris Morrison believe he will be the new Jets head coach in a matter of days. Mm. Matter of days. And a lot of people feel like this was already in the works. That Peterson was on his way out and he already had something lined up. Okay. So does that mean Carson Wentz stays in Philly? Now that Dougie P is gone? I think so. It's a good question. But then what do you do with Jalen Hurts? Oh, I don't Tough know, situation man. to be in Philadelphia. Yeah, it seemed like they picked their quarterback over the coach. So that's what it seemed like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, AB, Adrian Broner is back, <laughs> back, back, baby. Black, talk to me, man. When we gonna see AB again? Yeah, man, AB is back. Uh, his fight is set for February thirteenth. He will be fighting Pedro Campa. Okay. So uh, just, just, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's a tune-up fight for something big mm -hmm. for Adrian Bronner. Hadn't seen him in a long time. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's flashy. The antics, the ring entrance. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we can see a, a good Adrian Bronner compared to what we seen the last time we seen him. So shout out to him for getting back in the ring. Looking forward to seeing him back on the February 13th. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to seeing AB. It's been about, what, a year and a half? Yeah, Pacquiao. About a year and a half. Yep. Maybe close to two years since we've mm -hmm. seen AB. So definitely looking forward to seeing him again. Well, okay, that's really going to wrap up everything um, and other news in the sports world. Now, we're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting on this Jaguar breaking news. We thought we were going to get something uh, during the show, but we absolutely did not get that. But real quick, me and Black, we're trying to do our best to get more content out with the sports desk. And we know wrestling fans, we know, we know we suck. We know we dropped the ball on a lot of things in the wrestling world. The Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt storyline. Uh, 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 Big E being the Intercontinental Champion. Just a lot going on in the, in, in the world of wrestling. AEW is doing a lot of great things. But me and Black are going to try to give you guys a full episode of wrestling throughout the week. Give our breakdown in wrestling throughout the week. So don't be surprised if you see a second episode from the sports that's during the week dedicated to the world of wrestling. It's kind of hard to throw wrestling in with the other sports. But we don't want to shortchange what we grew up on. Yeah. Me and Black are wrestling fans. Matter of fact, we 
were trying to get to the AEW show this week, but they're not having one here uh, in the city. So we're going to be doing that. So all of our wrestling fans and supporters, we are sorry. We're going to get our wrestling correspondent, PJ Durrell, back in the mix. So we look forward uh, to doing that. So we just want to give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, but other than that, um, great show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, let's see. Let's see. I don't think we got... Well, I have we have some other things coming up. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I haven't told Black what it was yet. I just thought about <laughs> it, so I'm going to talk to Black, and then we're going to let y'all know what it is. So y'all be safe out there. Stay cool. Protect yourselves. Um, have a great week. It's your man's one more time, Digital L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that name. Y'all chop it up with me. Talk to me about some sports, man. Yeah, and this your man, Black, man. Y'all hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Black ENLD. Black ENL3, man. I, we appreciate all the support and the love that we get from y'all. Absolutely. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode, like I said before, and we'll be talking to y'all in, in a matter of days, actually. All right, y'all be safe. Be cool. Reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk?